Hey everyone, thank you for joining me. This is Florence Brummer. Welcome to Florence Legally Brunette presents the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for over 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Today I'm going to talk about a couple of different topics that are on my mind based on uh, last week. And as you know, last week I... um, I submitted a pre-recorded show from oh, from 2018. It's a show I'm very proud of. I was a I was a guest on a podcast where I talked about estate planning. So if you skipped last week because it was a repeat, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it because it has a lot of helpful information regarding estate planning. Because I was a guest on another podcast, it was different than what I usually do. As my listeners know, I talk about time management and self-care and wellness. And so this was different. I was actually talking about what I do all day, which is practicing law, specifically estate planning. All right. So I wanted to talk about a couple of different topics today, some different tips that I thought about in a variety of different areas. So last week, the reason why I posted the update is because I went to my daughter's wedding in Vegas. This is my daughter, Lily, who has baby Adam, my grandchild. And we all went to Vegas and and had a great time and had a really fun wedding. I wasn't sure um, exactly how it would turn out because I had never planned a Vegas wedding before. And I didn't know if it would feel more cheesy. I didn't think so because I knew it was our friends and family and it was going to be nice and and it was a small group of people. It was going to be intimate. The bride and groom were very much in love and very excited to get married. So I was pretty sure it was going to be a happy time, but I wasn't sure about the outside influences. Like, would the chapel be nice? Would the reception be nice? So I'll tell you a little bit about it if you're ever thinking about Um, doing a wedding in Vegas or attending a wedding in Vegas, I will let you know what our experiences were. So first of all, we stayed, we, everything that we did had things to do with what my daughter loves. And so she loves flamingos. So we all stayed at the flamingo. She loves Elvis. So she picked a chapel that would play Elvis music when she walked down the aisle and um, after they got married and she um, loves buffets, so we had the reception at a buffet, and it turned out really nice. The first day, my my husband, myself, and my youngest daughter all flew to Vegas, 
Everyone else drove, I think. Oh, no, I take that back. My sister-in-law and her children also flew, um, but everyone else drove. And we flew on Jet Suite X. Now it's called JSX. I still call it by its old name. But if you have something similar to this or or even JSX, JSX I think is only West Coast, but if you're East Coast, my guess is there may be something similar out there. It's a really nice alternative to flying, especially when you're taking a short flight. The flight from Vegas to Phoenix is like 40 minutes. So if you go to the regular airport and you check in two hours early and have to leave the busy airport, it now what is thir- what is 40 minutes is now suddenly four hours. And that's how long it takes to drive to Vegas. So at JSX, you just need to show up 15 minutes early. You can show up earlier, of course. Um, but you show up 15 minutes early. We took an Uber from our house, so that was very relaxing. We got there probably 30 minutes early. They have coffee and some snacks. And then you just get on the plane and you land at their terminal, so not even the busy airport. And then you can take an Uber right to your hotel. From the time that we got off the plane, um, I think we had to wait maybe five or six minutes for an Uber And then it took about seven minutes to get to the hotel. Like we just could not beat that. And then we flew home that same way. And we flew home with my daughter's baby. So we, so they could have like a, you know, like a two day honeymoon and to fly on JSX instead of taking him through security and taking the car seat through security and having to walk through a giant airport, we just showed up at the terminal checked the car seat, checked the stroller, checked our luggage, and got on the plane. And we were back in Phoenix 40 minutes later. It was great. And then we had an Uber pick us up and take us home. So I highly recommend that for a shorter flight. My husband hates traveling. So I personally don't mind sitting in the airport. I always have something to do. And frankly, I kind of like it because I can pull out my laptop or a book, or a stack of magazines, or work materials, and I have a quiet place that I can work for a while. But my husband doesn't have that, and he also doesn't have the patience, and so he just wants it to be in and out, and JSX does that. So we stayed at the Flamingo, and one thing I was really, really happy that I did, I upgraded my room to a bigger room where it had a bedroom and then it had a giant, it had a bedroom where the door closed, but then it had a giant living room, dining room, bar area. It had a microwave. They had three mini fridges in there. There were two bathrooms, one that had a shower, one that didn't. It was definitely meant for having people over. And I had that in mind when I booked it because... I knew my on Friday night, my daughter was having kind of a bachelorette, so I wanted to have a place where everybody could meet, maybe have a few drinks, like all of that good stuff, and it really worked out great. It had a big dining room table with chairs. There was plenty of seating, so if we just would have had a regular hotel room, and if, our, if everyone would have came up or went to one of the other hotel rooms, it just would have been two beds, and everyone would just been sitting on beds, and there wouldn't have been... Um, 
I think every room had a had a mini fridge, but there wouldn't have been a microwave and a and a sink that was in the bar. Like all this great stuff. It was very very homey. And we had this huge wall of windows. The view was fine. Like we weren't facing the strip. We were facing kind of the inside of the flamingo and like the uh, backside of the strip, like the street that's next to the strip. And um, you could see downstairs to like where the flamingos were, but you really kind of had to look like straight down. It wasn't like a view of the actual flamingos, but it was nice. And it was really sunny during the day. It was just a really, really good choice. And the bedroom itself was huge and it had a chaise lounge on it. On Saturday morning, I woke up and had a cup of coffee. It was great. So um, Friday night, we had everybody come to my room and then we all like went down to the casino and and did all this kind of like, <laughs> it was funny, like we were all together and then every people would wander off and then we'd get back together and different groups would assemble and when we were in my room, we played some bachelorette games. It was like trivia about the couple. It was really fun. It was lovely. So then the next morning, lots of people slept in. I got up kind of early um, and had some coffee. And then I heard from my oldest daughter. So her and I went and had breakfast in a hotel that was next door. I At that point, I really kind of had to get out of the Flamingo. Like we had been in the Flamingo the whole day. Oh, and then Friday night, um, a group of us went together, went to dinner at a restaurant called Rouse, which is a restaurant in New York that you can't eat at unless you buy a table, like literally buy a table, then you can eat there. Um, but there's one in Caesar's Palace. It was good, not great. That's how I generally feel a lot about the food at in Vegas. It's just kind of meh in a way. Um, but the wait staff was nice and we had a good time and um, then met everyone else for the bachelorette party. So I had breakfast with my daughter and then um, my other daughter and I went, but the one who was getting married, we went to um, Dry Bar to get our hair done. And I think I've talked about Dry Bar before. For $45, you can get a blowout. They give you a book of styles. You can pick from the style, and you can get an updo too. If you want an updo, it's a it's a hundred. Um, my daughter did an updo because she was getting married, and and it was very beautiful. And I just did like a blowout, like a big bouncy blowout. It's called the Southern Comfort. All their um, hairstyles are have like a sort of named after a drink. Like there's a I can't remember one. One's kind of like after like a martini, but I can't remember what it's called. Another one's called a Cosmo. So they're very, it's very fun. And you can, um, they'll give you coffee and water complimentary. And if you want, you can, you know, have champagne or wine um, for a small charge. I didn't because I knew it was going to be a long day. I didn't need to start drinking at noon when I had a wedding. Um, you know, that was going to last later in the day. So then we all went back to the hotel and we're getting ready. And again, the bigger room came in handy because a lot of people came out to my room to, to get ready. Um, my daughter did her makeup there. My other daughter, um, she luckily was down the hall, my oldest one. So she was popping in and out the whole time. One thing that was kind of a bummer about 
the flamingo is that it's so huge. It's like three different buildings. So everyone was spread out into different buildings. So every time you wanted to see someone, you had to walk down long hallways, go to the elevator, walk through the lobby, go to another elevator bank. But it still was fun. I walked a ton. Uh, not as much as uh, some people because a lot of times I had my grandchild, but I was talking to my sister-in-law and she said she walked, oh my God, what, what was it? It was like 30 miles <laughs> over like two and a half days. It was insane. And so then we all met in the lobby and we just ordered a bunch of Ubers to take us to the reception. And that all worked out great. I really don't know what I did before Uber and Lyft because it's so convenient. We just gathered groups of people, uh, four at a time, put them in cars. We all got to the reception. It was nice and easy. Uh, we had the wedding. It was at the Royal Wedding Chapel. And the people there were really, really nice. The people who ran it, like very, very concerned about making it a nice wedding, not making it cheesy. There was a tree growing out of the ground, a real tree that was up at the altar. They did a sand ceremony. Uh, there was a nice dressing area where my daughter got ready and the photographer came back and took a ton of pictures of her. It was very nice. Like, I was very, very surprised. So then when we got done, we did the same thing. Everyone grabbed Ubers. I ordered the Uber. I can't remember what they call it now because I feel like Uber always changes the names of their cars. It's either the Uber Black or the Uber Plus or something. But it's when you can order a larger car. So I had ordered a Suburban. It came and picked up my husband and me and my youngest and then the married couple and their baby and we all went to the Paris. I loved the whole reception. It was so much fun. We had it at the Paris buffet. I had done research on what were like the most favorite delicious buffets in Las Vegas and the Paris always came up either the top or the top three and it's beautiful inside it looks like very much like a Parisian cafe it's like cobblestone um, tiles very very country looking just very cool and then we just had a room that was right off of the buffet I was a little bit worried about that I thought well if we have a room are we like you know, hundreds and hundreds of feet from the buffet. No, we were just, we were literally like right there. It just was our own private area. And um, everyone just kind of came in as they wanted. We, um, as part of the package, you would get a wristband. I thought the wristband was just for beer and wine, but it was also for well drinks and champagne. So everyone could drink what they wanted. And we were there for, we had it booked for two hours. We showed up half an hour early. They gave us no problem of like getting set up and kind of getting started early. People ate what they wanted, and um, which was nice. So I'm vegetarian, and they had a ton of options, like a big giant salad bar, um, some Mediterranean options like dolmas and uh, feta cheese, 
um, some nice cheeses on there. So it's a little bit uh, French um, themed. They have these delicious garlic mashed potatoes, like some of my favorite mashed potatoes of my whole life. Delicious roasted carrots. And then for the people who ate meat, I noticed they had a lot of options. Like there was prime rib, someone carving it. People were really enjoying that. And then there was shrimp and crab legs for for people who ate that, and they really enjoyed it too. There was another kind of baked fish. I ended up not trying that. I didn't try any of the meats because there was just so many options on um, on the vegetarian stuff. Sometimes I'll eat seafood, but I'm sort of particular about it, I guess. And um, so I didn't try it because I just had so many options. We were stuffed. Like everyone was stuffed. The desserts were amazing. We didn't do a wedding cake. We just figured we could eat desserts from the buffet. They had a dozen different macaroon flavors. They had a soft serve custard, frozen custard, like just delicious. And then soda, they had a... um, you know, a thing where you could soda, coffee, tea. And then, of course, everyone had wristbands for drinking. And it was just an all-around good time. So I highly recommend that if you're thinking about what to do for a dinner. Or maybe if you're there for a family reunion, think about pre-ordering a buffet. Um, like I said, the one at Paris, it had the drinks come with it. I mean, you cannot eat and drink for as cheap as you can with that package to go to any restaurant. I mean, it would have been, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands. It still was expensive. I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like it was $1.99 a person. And I can't even remember what it was per person, honestly. Um, but it, um, it was, it was well worth it. And it was very stress-free and the staff was super nice because we all came in and in our, our wedding clothes and and they were happy to see like a bride and a groom and everyone dressed up. I'll tell you, the worst part for me was heels. <laughs> Vegas is a ton of walking and I'm used to walking in heels, but it's a ton of walking. Every hotel is, even though they're, when they're next to each other, you still have to do a thousand steps to get to the next hotel and then all the hotels are huge so it's not a place for heels I brought with me to the reception and I always stay in heels the whole night regularly but I just had a feeling that it was going to be a really long night so I brought a big bag which I didn't want to do and had some slides inside but it was a good idea to have it so Good time all around, couples very happy, and um, we wish them the best. All right. Oh, another tip for uh, Las Vegas. My daughter did this. I didn't because I was kind of in and out, but she was there for a few days. You can get a buffet pass. Um, Caesars has one, so there's like six hotels that you can go to. The Flamingo, Caesars Palace, the Paris, and a couple of other ones. And it's, I don't know how much, say 75. And for 24 hours, you can eat nonstop at these buffets. So she would go breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If she needed a snack, she would go. And I think she really got her money's worth on it. If I was going to be there more on an uninterrupted basis and didn't have so many things planned and was there for a short amount of time, I would probably do the same thing. I think it really was worth it.
All right. So as I'm recording this, it today is Super Bowl Sunday, February 2nd, 2020. 2-2-2020. I love the Super Bowl, and I'm not really into football. I like football, but I'm more of a basketball fan. But the Super Bowl, I've noticed, becomes an unofficial national holiday. And I can feel it towards the end of the week. As Thursday and Friday rolled around, I noticed that the phones were starting to slow down. I was still pretty busy because I had a bunch of appointments already scheduled. And I would bet you dollars to donuts that the people who scheduled either don't care about the Super Bowl or didn't realize it was Super Bowl weekend when they had scheduled. Because I just feel like people aren't scheduling things. As I tried to get a hold of some attorneys on Friday, um, they were gone already for the weekend. And I actually closed the office up a little bit early. I was out of there by uh, 2, 2.30, hoping to take advantage of what is unofficially a long weekend. I'm guessing Monday, just in my experience, Monday will be a quieter day uh, with the phones. I believe I heard a statistic, I hope I'm not making this up, that Super Bowl Monday is the most called in day of the year. And it makes sense. You have tons of people going to Super Bowl parties and getting home late and they aren't able to go to work the next day or don't want to go to work the next day. My Monday is a little bit busy. Um, if, if I wasn't going to New Orleans on Wednesday, I have a conference that's starting on Thursday, so I'm leaving on Wednesday. If I didn't have that going on, I think I would have avoided scheduling things on Monday, but I have to get things on Monday scheduled if I'm going to have um, be able to be gone for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It, it honestly, though, is probably a less busier Monday than I usually would have if I have that day open for scheduling. So I think a lot of people are anticipating not um, being in the office or being available that day. I will tell you, and this is a warning for myself and for everyone, beware of Tuesday. Tuesday, your phone is going to ring off the hook. Um, but for Monday, it should at least be a quiet day. I'll tell you, besides the um, the football, which I don't mind, and I'm very, very happy this year that the Patriots aren't in it because that just feels very boring to me at this point where the Patriots are in every single Super Bowl. So it's fun to have two teams that um, one where Kansas City I don't think has a Super Bowl win or if they do it's like a hundred years old. Um, so I'm kind of rooting for them always rooting for, sort of for the ones who haven't had a Super Bowl win in a long time. And then the 49ers, I think, haven't been in there for a while. So it just feels more fun. And then a fun halftime show between J-Lo and Shakira. That sounds so fun to me. But here's also what I love about the Super Bowl. My brother always has a party, and it's very low-key. It's just us, our big family, so about 20 of us. But the thing I really love about it is when you go out and do whatever you want to do, there are no people. 
I think in past years, people might have caught on to this a little bit because I've noticed that there's more people. But in past years, I've gone to restaurants, movies, and there will be a handful of people. Like for instance, California Pizza Kitchen is usually very busy. A couple years ago, I went there and I think there were two tables, us and another table. So I had some ideas for you on what to do for the Super Bowl if you don't want to watch the Super Bowl. So movies and dinner, like I just mentioned. Shopping is a good one. Go for a drive. You're not going to hit any traffic. Go for a walk. The streets are going to be empty. Go to a museum. It should be very quiet at any museum. Do something different. It's always hard, though, because like I said, my brother has this little party, but I always try to make sure that I do something that's un-Super Bowl related because I do love going out and they're just being, it's being empty. It's like a zombie apocalypse, but no zombies. Okay, I'm going to close up early on the podcast today because I know everyone's busy with the Super Bowl. And I have just a couple more things to talk about. Um, I had a shopping tip. Um, If you need business type clothes, I highly recommend White House Black Market. I do a lot of shopping there. Sometimes I won't shop there for a long time. And then all of a sudden I'll look at their website and everything catches my eye. So a few days ago, I bought some things that I can try on and see if they work. That's another thing I love about online shopping is that I can get the things, try them on, try them on with my shoes, my accessories, and see if I like them. I am so over trying on things in a dressing room and um, the floors just feel gross and dirty and I don't have the lighting that I want. Um, I always feel super warm in a dressing room. So I really like trying stuff on at home and then just returning what doesn't work. It's nice and easy. But if you ever buy some things, I recommend keeping track of the website over the next few days to see if any other sales pop up. I put in an order on Saturday And then today I was checking the website and now they have 30% off. So I had some, I had some coupons, but it wasn't 30% off. And so I rebought everything and saved like over a hundred dollars doing it. So I'm going to get an order. It's a little bit of a pain, but I mean, for a hundred bucks, what are you going to do? I'll get an order. I'm going to return it and then try on the things from the new order and then keep what I want. Also, um, if you have like an American Airlines credit card or United or Southwest, I have American. Don't forget that if you click through their shopping app, you can get extra miles on your purchase. And I forget this quite a bit, and it, I am so mad when I forget it. So what you if you click through it, sometimes they have specials, sometimes you'll get more. But White House Black Market was on there, and in my first order, I forgot to click through. So now on my second discounted order, I remembered to click through, and I'll get some miles. It's not a ton, but that stuff adds up. If you're 
doing shopping for things you need anyways. All right, a couple um, referrals for movies. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but January is a dumping ground for movies. So it's movies that usually don't get released any time of any other time of the year. And it's a lot of horror movies that aren't that great. I'm always trying them, trying to find something that seems scary and fun. And most of the time it ends up biting me in the butt. At the beginning of the month, The Grudge was released. That wasn't bad. Like it was enjoyable enough. Um, I don't know that it was as good as the original Grudge. It was sort of different than the original Grudge. But fine. And like fine acting and um, some stars that are you know, semi-big. So that one wasn't too bad. But then on Friday, when we closed up early, we went and saw um, Gretel and Hansel. So it's just um, swapping Hansel and Gretel, but Gretel and Hansel. This movie was terrible. Um, If you're thinking it's going to be like a fun, twisted, dark fairy tale, no, it's just boring and um, not scary. It's a little bit, it reminded me a little bit of The Witch, which I don't like. And um, I fell asleep for a part of it, for like a big chunk of it. And um, my sister-in-law was awake for it. My daughter fell asleep for most of it. My sister-in-law was like, you didn't miss anything. The ending was just dumb. Like it just was dumb and boring. So I don't recommend it. I hate to be critical on movies because I know people put a lot of work into it, but we're also out there spending our money. So we want to spend things on movies that are good. I've desperately been trying to see some of the Oscar movies, but they're always at times that don't work for me. So unfortunately, I still haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari. Um, I still want to see Judy with Renee Zellweger. Like there's a bunch of that I've wanted to see and just none of them have worked out for me, but I'm, I'm guessing they'll get released soon. I am going today for my Super Bowl movie to go see, um, The Turning, which is another January horror movie. So I'll let you know how that is. And then (laughs) I kind of have this plan. I don't know if it'll work out, but the plan was to see the short horror movie, go to my brother's for the Super Bowl. My sister-in-law and I have said, if we're not into the Super Bowl, we'll go and see another movie and maybe see one of the Oscar movies for the evening. So we'll see how it goes. Um, okay, a couple referrals for some books. <coughs> There's a book that I started reading yesterday. It's called Kill, Reply All, A Modern Guide to Online Etiquette from Social Media to Work to Love by Victoria Turk. It's super helpful and it has a ton of um, tips that I think are very practical regarding email. It's starting with work email, so that's the chapter I'm in now. There's some chapters that I don't know necessarily that I'll spend a lot of time in. There's um, adequate rules for things like Tinder. Um, It also has adequate rules for friendship using social media and email. So I think that's all very, very helpful. 
So it's a book that I'm enjoying quite a bit. I'm not too, too far into it, but so far everything's been super, super practical. It's also broken down into sections. So I think if you're not interested in something, you could skip past it pretty easily by just looking at the section headers. All right. I'm also, I don't even want to say um, the name of this individual because he's so disgusting, but I'm reading a book right now about him and um, it's, it's gross. That's all I can say. It's gross. It's about Jeffrey Epstein. It's called Dead Men Tell No Tales. And as much as you've heard on the news, it's worse. I sort of don't know why I'm putting myself through this, but after his suicide, I became kind of curious about the whole thing. Like, how could what seemed to be something very much in the open have occurred for so long? I don't know if I'm getting the answers on that, um, but he's just disgusting. But if you are interested, the book is actually fascinating. It has a lot of facts that I think that haven't hit the news. And it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable how someone who is not really in the public eye, but he's not someone who's hiding in a cabin in the woods being disgusting. He's in the open very much so living this lifestyle. And I think that's very scary. And it's very important to get educated on that. So we can let our kids know that there are people who may be famous or rich, or whatever the case may be, and it doesn't necessarily make them good people. Okay, a couple streaming recommendations. Um, I finished up the Aaron Hernandez Netflix three-episode special. Very good. Just very good. I'm still so fascinated by him. Like, how, um, how different he could be. Like, really, um, like a tragedy and comedy mask. Um, just two different sides of the coin. On one side, football player, friendly, uh, in love with his fiance, good dad, good brother, loved by family members. On the other side, thug and most likely a murderer. And how can that be? And I'll just tell you one thing that completely broke my heart. I mean, you know, he died when he was 27 and committed suicide and you do find out more about his brain and in what bad shape it was in most likely from football with the um, CTE so again educational but the thing that really broke my heart was when he was in prison and he was talking he was talking to two people. He was talking to his fiance, and he asked her to send him Harry Potter books because he loves Harry Potter books. And then he was telling his friends how much he loves Harry Potter books. And, like, how heartbreaking. Like, that's just such a human thing and, like, such a little boy thing. And then there's this other side where 
like I said, a thug, like no, like no other way to really put it. So um, I highly recommend that as well. A couple of movies that I watched. Um, I had been seeing on Netflix the movie Rounders. It's from the 90s. It's about poker. I never watched it. It just seemed something I wasn't interested in. It's with a very young Matt Damon. And it's good. A ton of technical poker talk, which I was trying to absorb because always trying to learn something kind of new. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm not going to go play poker. But it was just sort of fascinating to hear this lingo. Um, And a kind of a, a fun story. It's sort of one of those movies that sort of keeps me on the edge of my seat where um, like what's going to happen? Is he going to win or lose? I find that the gambling movies actually put me in more distress than like a horror movie for some reason. And then I rewatched a movie I hadn't seen in a long time, which has been floating around on the Netflix homepage, which is Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. That's a really good movie. At times, laugh out loud, funny. And um, based on a true story. So it was Leonardo DiCaprio uh, playing a a true-to-life guy. And this guy had all sorts of check scams going on by the time he was 19 years old. Faked being a pilot, faked being a doctor, like just kind of nuts. And then has a cool ending. So I highly recommend it. And of course, between Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio, I mean, amazing acting. So if you haven't seen it in a while or never saw it, I recommend watch it. Okay. Um, I want to touch on something kind of sad before I sign off. And as you know, um, Kobe Bryant died in the last week and his daughter and seven other people in the helicopter crash. It's, It's devastating. It's so sad. And I have his family and the families of the other individuals in my prayers. And I just wanted to remember him for a little bit on the podcast. I saw him play in his last game in Phoenix four years ago. And it was a game where I was going to sell the tickets because I could have gotten a few hundred dollars each for these tickets, which really helps towards contributing towards my season ticket expenses. And my nephew had said, I would love to see it. You know, can we go together? And I said, why not? Like, it'll be kind of an event, an experience. And so we went and the lower bowl of the Sun Stadium, the Phoenix Sun Stadium, was purple. Almost everyone had Lakers jerseys on. And people were cheering and cheering for Kobe. And then they played a video, which I've since looked up. And you can look it up. It's available on YouTube. It was a Suns, um, a video that the Suns put together that honored and thanked Kobe Bryant. And it was very touching. And uh, everyone cheered. And in my mind, I had this memory that Kobe Bryant had scored 70 points that night. And that is the story I have been telling for the last few years. If he ever came up, I would say, oh, I saw him play in his last game in Phoenix, and he scored 70 points. I went back and looked at the stats of that game. I think he scored 
like 22. So I don't know where I got that from. I think I was just so swept up in seeing one of the greatest basketball players of all time play and play in his last game in Phoenix. So prayers to his family, prayers to the other family. And another thing that it made me consider is how short life is how unexpected things can be and the feeling of you never know and you have to enjoy every moment that you can and don't sweat the small stuff. I was thinking about Kobe Bryant and I thought like his last day and obviously in his last day he doesn't know it's his last day And he sends a tweet the day before to LeBron James because LeBron James beat one of his records and he congratulates him. So he ends off in the the Twitter universe with a positive statement. He could have been complaining about anything. He could have been saying something bad about government or somebody who slighted him. Instead, he gives a congratulations to someone who I think he cares a, a, a lot about. And then he is going to a basketball game with his daughter when, um, when the helicopter crashes. And you just never know. So, I mean, make sure you say nice things to people. Make sure you don't hold a grudge. And this is for me, too, because I tend to complain about things. You may notice in my podcast, a ton of things I'm doing is complaining about what has happened to me. or complaining I have no time. Um, and... I try to remember in things like Kobe Bryant passing away so unexpectedly makes me really think about how short this is, how we're, every day is an unknown, and all we can do is love. And, oh gosh, I'm getting choked up. I didn't even expect it. All we can do is love and live our best lives. Okay, next week I'm going to be in New Orleans for a conference. I'm excited to come back and tell you all about that, let you know if there's anything new I can share about that process. The following week, I'm going to be, the plan so far is I'm going to be guest, um, a guest on a podcast called The Film Vault. I know I've recommended the Film Vault in the past. If you haven't listened to it already, if you'll take a listen, it's hosted by two guys, Brian Bishop and um, Anderson. Oh, my God. I'm forgetting Anderson's last name. (laughs) Um, And Anderson. And um, they talk about films like they love films. And I love this podcast because it can get me very excited about movies that I haven't seen yet, gives me updates on movies that aren't available yet. This week, they talked about movies that are coming out at Sundance and what they're excited about. And they just love movies. So I'm very, very excited to be a guest on their podcast. And I'll let you know more as that becomes available. It should be the episode from February 14th, Valentine's Day. But again, I will give you more of an update as I have more of an update. 
You can find my podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette, the Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook on my personal page and my law office page. My website is brummerlaw.com. We also are on Patreon. We are a free podcast with no paid advertising. Our expenses include equipment, launching platform, theme song, and you can contribute through patreon.com. Right now, it's just donations. And in the next few months, I hope to include some special content for Patreon members. But I'm still working on that. Have a wonderful, blessed week. Have a happy Super Bowl, safe travels, lots of fun, be with your families, have coffee with a friend, enjoy the week.